We are going to talk some Houston Cougar football, and we welcome into the program from Cougar Digest and 247 Sports, Rob Sellers. Rob, good morning. How are you? We appreciate your time. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Let, let's begin by talking about the transition. Uh, when the when when word came down that, that Houston would be joining the Big 12, have you seen a, a – can you see the effect of that announcement either – with with the fan base, the alumni, and, and student athletes that the university is recruiting across the board in, in all sports? Yeah, that's definitely a popular question at the moment, and, and I have, actually. Having covered this team for a while, uh, just the traction they've been able to get with the recruits specifically, and, and luckily enough, timing-wise, the transfer portal being such a big thing that it is right now, uh, everyone knows Houston's such a fruitful city for recruits. Uh, and there's some guys always that, that end up wanting to come back home or want to transfer away from their original destination. And, and, and Houston's become a pretty popular uh, option in terms of schools to consider for those guys that have left and want to come back home to Houston. And they've, they've done a good job of, uh, of making themselves available and reaching out and recruiting and chasing those guys that will make an impact on the team. Speaking of those guys, uh, so many skill players – uh, have are on the football side are are coming back. Why in that position? Why in the running back, receiver, tight end position? Are there so many that uh, are making their way back to the University of Houston? Well, it seems to me, uh, just in my experience, th- those positions are the ones that Houston traditionally has had an opportunity to get guys for the most part here and there, like a standout guy, maybe a four star occasionally in the past when they would average usually three stars. Uh, but position guys, you know, Houston is in Texas in general, just so, so packed with talent up and down the, the list, except for basically offensive linemen. Uh, that, that seems to be the one spot that, that is the hardest for them to get traction and really everybody in general, you know, when you have your, your premium offensive linemen coming out of high school, they're looking at the blue bloods. And then, you know, the same thing happens when they hit the transfer portal, if you're that good then basically the Blue Bloods are trying to uh, plug holes as well. So the skill guys have traditionally been okay for them to get here and there, but obviously, as you've noted, uh, there's there's been an uptick in terms of guys. I think Dana Holgerson's offense has a little bit to do with that, even though it's changed a little bit. It's not, it's not really known as that wide-open, crazy offense anymore, but he does still you know, have that ability to put wrinkles in here and there once he gets the people in place that he wants. And so there's a lot of guys that are interested in coming back and hoping to build on something as they head into the Big 12. Coming off a 12-win season and a, you know, AC championship game appearance, winning the uh, bowl game, high ranking in the AP final rankings, what kind of traction or carryover did that have for the spring in this football team? It had a lot. Uh, just they wrapped up their spring in terms of their practices last Friday night. They had an open scrimmage. They didn't really have a spring game, but – that open scrimmage for everyone to come out. A lot of recruits on hand, some fans on hand. Uh, and, and I was noting when I was just standing on the sidelines a little bit, we didn't get a lot of access this spring uh, between the basketball team being in San Antonio so close. They kind of shut the access down that week. Uh, but being out there, it, it really is, it does feel like a bit, bit of a change of energy just around the program. There's a lot more confidence. There's a lot more, it seems like, brotherhood and support. Uh, coaching going on from the players as well as the coaches. So the combination of it all, I feel like they're going to carry over well as far as that momentum into the next season. But 
they're still looking to build and continue that progress and carry over freshly. They, they know they got to make some more changes and upgrades in, in terms of pers- personnel when they get to the Big 12. Rob Alton McCaskill tears his ACL, which is a big blow to the Cougars, but you were able to get Brandon Campbell, another one of those local kids coming back home. What does he bring to that running back group, and uh, what does it look like as a whole now with McCaskill unavailable? Yeah, talk about lucky timing to, to have a four-star on an official visit on campus at the same time that happens. It's it's unfortunate, of course, for Alton McCaskill, but uh, to have Brandon Campbell back on campus and so interested, he had actually, after I talked to him after the fact, he had gone in that morning and and told Dana Holgerson he was going to commit and be a part of, he wants to be a part of what they're building. So it actually happened before the, the ACL injury, but nonetheless, uh, it's going to help having him in the backfield. They've, they've got a couple other guys, Tejon Henry, who was a Texas tech transfer, another guy, skilled guy that came back. Uh, he will of course take a little bit more of the workload. And then this, this spring, they've had a young guy, redshirt freshman, Stacy Sneed out of Mansfield. That's uh, really flashed and, and caught some eyes. So, between those two and then Brandon Campbell coming in in the summer, I think they'll be all right. The uh, the, the hope, of course, is that Alton McCaskill can recover enough maybe to get back by the end of the year and, and get a couple games because he's he's not going to use that redshirt anyway. In a couple of years, he'll be gone to the NFL either way. Talking with Rob Sellers from uh, Cougar Digest and, and 247 Sports. Rob, what were, what were the big question marks for Coach Holgerson going into spring and as they come out of spring, were those questions answered in your opinion? Yeah, really the, the same question, that, the, the glaring question I mentioned earlier, the offensive line has been one that's, that's just been continuous. It's, it's, it's tough to get those big uh, four-star, five-star offensive linemen either initially or out of the transfer portal. So they've had to do a good job of scouting and getting guys and developing them long-term. And so that, that was obviously a focus. How has how the offensive line come along? Is it continuing to build some depth? Or the young guys developing, but also a lot of new faces, like you mentioned, and skill guys. In terms of receivers, they had Joseph Manjack come back in from USC. Uh, they signed freshman Matthew Golden, uh, and he came in early. He he's definitely stood out in the spring. Uh, but the, the receivers necessarily were probably the biggest question, with the only Tink Dale returning in terms of guys that were standouts last year, and, and then Matthew Golden standing out. Uh, they got another transfer, Sam Brown from West Virginia, who still has four years of eligibility. He also looked really good in the spring. So I, in terms of the biggest questions, other than the offensive line, it's going to be a question continuous. The wide receivers and how the new group's going to fit together. Uh, I think you saw some early uh, chemistry between Clayton Toon and those new receivers. So it'll be interesting to see how that carries over into the fall camp. Coming off a good campaign with the good defense last year, how – much better or how much improved can this defense be in the 2022 season? Yeah, one of their strong points was up front. They definitely finally got the uh, defensive line coach, Brian Early, definitely finally got the, the pieces he needed. He, he had a vision of what he wanted, but he kind of needed those specific pieces in terms of like edge rushers and inside guys. But he finally got the traction he wanted in terms of being able to rotate guys, having a good, you know, eight, eight to ten man uh, group that he can continuously rotate. So that carries over. They they lose a couple in David Nene uh, and uh, Logan Hall. Obviously, those guys are going on to the NFL. But they've got guys they've been rotating in the past year or two that, that are ready to step into a bigger role. So uh, that's going to be good. They lose a couple really good corners. But, again, they've had some guys that they've been able to get some early uh, game action to start develop them early. So I, I don't think it will be too much of a drop-off 
other than you lose Marcus Jones, who who will impact you in the special teams game. But I think they'll be okay over there. They'll carry over. Linebackers are back, uh, as well as some young guys that are ready to step into bigger roles. So I think the defense you'll see carry over just about the same as it did last year. With the move and the transition coming to the Big 12 on the horizon, how important was it to have a guy like Dana Holgerson in place who is familiar with this conference uh, as well as locking him up with that contract extension? And would he have gotten that extension if the move wasn't coming to the Big 12? Yeah, I think in terms of uh, performance after last year, finally, they finally started, you know, they had a vision. Uh, the, the leadership was willing to stick through it in, in terms of early on in his process and trying to redshirt some guys and trying to build back up some debts. Uh, it turns out a really a, a big blessing in disguise, really, that you got him in a couple of years before you ever knew you were going to the Big 12. And he started that process of trying to build the debts that he knew that a Big 12 program would need or a Power 5 program would need. So he kind of got him a couple of year head start on on the process of trying to build that depth, and that'll be the biggest the biggest thing they'll need to, to shore up heading into a bigger conference is being able to build that better depth. So, so it turns out that he uh, he got a bit of a head start on it. But nonetheless, uh, as I said earlier, it's just going to keep coming back to building the depth and specifically on that offensive line. Can they get some more guys in there? They're going to continue to help build that position up. As far as recruiting goes, who are some of the guys, the, the top candidates, the top guys who have been on campus? I know obviously Mikhail Harris, a pilot from Temple, but and talk a little bit about him. Uh, and who are some of the other guys they're looking at? Yeah, definitely. He's he's a uh, he's a legacy. His dad played uh, U of H and just just left just before I started covering the team. His last year was 2008, so uh, he's been he's been around the program a ton. Been to a ton of junior days and other. And he was at probably three or four home games last year. I mean, he's just been at a lot. And his uh, I think he's he's been close. But he's also got a lot of big schools, blue bloods in his ear and stuff. So and they're going to continue to have to fight that battle in order to land him. But uh, Tayshawn Wilson, uh, cornerback out of here, Maid Creek here in Houston. Actually, Katie, uh, that's another guy. He's close with the one early commit they got in Jacoby Banks and out of uh, Marshall. And so Jacoby's been working on him a lot. Uh, those two are close. That's another one that I think they're looking at right now. And they're still pretty active in the portal. We're still – you know, at least a handful, six six or seven spots left to, to fill out. So it, it'll carry over. Hey, Rob, man, uh, what do you got? Uh, what do you got coming up on uh, on on 247 Sports? Uh, we're just continuing to uh, cover the recruiting as we transition to that. We're trying to wrap up uh, rec- uh, the transfer portal stuff. Obviously, that's going to be hard and heavy through the end of May when all the people enter the portal from you know post spring stuff. Uh, they're looking to add a quarterback. That's definitely a spot they have to add with two young guys that transferred out last year, so we're covering the portal stuff closely. And then we're transitioning into 2023 as well. We'll probably do a little bit of a spring wrap-up in terms of just, you know, like like we talked about, what, what questions were answered and what still remains heading into fall camp. Robin, uh, as always, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being a part of the program. Absolutely, man, anytime. Have a great day. That's uh, Rob Sellers from uh, Cougar Digest.